Virtuosa, one half of your Impact Wrestling Knockouts World Tag Team Champions. And go to the link, click below, subscribe to all the good stuff at today. I as a guy. guys. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now listening to the Talking Nonsense About Impact Wrestling Podcast. Cross the line in three, two, What is going on, my Impact fam? Uh, welcome to episode 110 of the Talking Nonsense about Impact Wrestling podcast. My name is Jeff, and alongside me again is the uh, is the Joe Hendry to my dead guy in the back uh, clapping. Uh, it's <laughs> it's Craig, everybody. What's going on, buddy? Yes, it's me. It's me. It's the MIC back it's been a while. again. It's been a very long while yes i'm all good it's 1 a.m but <laughs> i'm wide awake yeah very it's awesome a, it, impact yeah yeah we have a lot to to talk about uh a lot to get into this episode um a lot of wrestling um but uh it is 1 a.m for craig this is gonna be a low-key episode for us it's a rainy lazy sunday here it's a beginning of a monday <laughs> monday there um so we're gonna have some fun we got a lot to talk about guys uh, hopefully the chat lights up give us some more to talk about but we got the prediction board we got your guys comments hey io datia everybody's and the whole fam's in there um we got a lot to talk about and uh want to start uh, so want to start want to start want to start by uh thanking obviously io for for getting the intro speaking of io right there killing it on twitter of course uh we are our promise to ourselves is one intro and one new poster one new uh, sign for bound for glory a week this week is the speedball mike bailey it's not done yet i got in an accident it kind of it's going to take some time but there's our bailey sign and then of course thank you to diana for that intro um really cool as we head into bound for glory uh we have some numbers you guys see them three thousand or four thousand is the goal for twitter 350 for uh, YouTube. You know, though, we just do this one fan at a time, one friend at a time. It's to build not only this, but also to build Impact Wrestling. What's going on, Millard? Good to see you there, buddy. Uh, and also, of course, want to thank Lucha uh, for last week. He'll be back uh, right after Bound for Glory as well. And, of course, he'll be popping up a lot more. So, Craig, um, first, let's uh, let's get everyone caught up with you. You're obviously doing Talking Bloody Nonsense getting back there you have a show coming up this week uh we want to talk about that what you, you got coming up a little bit i guess victory road um but you have a guest on as well yeah we're working on getting the booker man uh doa alec burnett back on to do our little preview of the review excuse me of victory road with nixon and uh i mean pay-per-views they're coming thick and fast. Battle for Glory two weeks away, so ne- week after next will more than likely be a Battle for Glory preview. Going into all that, it's been an interesting build-up to Battle for Glory. Very yeah. slow, very lackluster, I guess. But I guess that's for another pod on another day. But it's well, and real quick, and you just told me this literally off air. Uh, we want to send our love to Nixon, who unfortunately. Um, got injured last night's DOA show. Um, if you want to, I'm sure that people find out Thursday, but, uh, want to <laughs> send our love to him and I, I had no clue whatsoever. So shame on us, but, um, yeah. So of course, TBN 
4 p.m. EST, 9 p.m. BST every Thursday. Get you ready for Impact Wrestling. Um, and we're obviously going to get into power rankings first, as we usually do, Craig. Um, but we kind of don't want to skim over the impact that was, right? I want to yeah. give us at least our grade. I'll give you your guys' grade because we are going to talk a lot about Victory Road. Uh, and we do have a lot of comments from you guys. So, um... 3645 A and B um, with C right behind uh, 18, surprisingly. No little Ds, um, but that's what you guys thought of Impact on Access TV this previous week. So uh, more of a B show for you guys. I would say the same for me. I know Craig and I were thinking of how to approach this and said, oh, what about three positives, three negatives? But then we just, so much wrestling <laughs> in so little time. Um but uh, I know there's a couple that uh, we wanted to get on as well as say, say our grades. So, Craig, what was your grade for the episode and what maybe stood out to you um, now looking back even past Victory Road? As a for, as far as a grade goes, I mean, I'd have to go B. Impact don't really it's, – it's the most consistent product on TV right now, on, on the internet right now. But – I mean, it, it was difficult to remember exactly what happened. Uh, the, the ladder match, uh, Bupenda and Myers, Bupenda looking looking very good. Should have won, in my opinion, but see what happens. Uh, I mean, no, no, and- no, Craig. <laughs> no, no, no. It made him look. It made him. I look. He took the not only proverbial step. He he made. He is past that green thing that we've been seeing and kind of ridiculed for a little bit um mm-hmm. and not necessarily where he's at in his development but where he was presented as being at by impact oh he's gonna be the next this the next and it's just whatever but i agree with you i think this was a step up for him i don't think he should win it yet i think the lineage of the spell is more important which is you know um I- i'm i already made the joke about it but maybe joe hendry uh it, it seems like a, a made for uh, hell uh, matchup with him and Myers. <laughs> uh, yeah. And then obviously mentioning that Joe had another segment on this week. Your your thoughts on it. Are you for this? Are you about this version of Joe Henry? Hendry? Hendry? I'm, I'm all about it. I, Joe Hendry, obviously uh, visa issues got in the way of his first run. And then, I mean, Joe Hendry is, obviously if you watch TBN, you know how I feel on Joe Hendry. Right. The guy's bolt up. He can wrestle. It's been four years since he last had a match in Impact Wrestling. Wow. And like, yeah, 2018, media kind of gets Eli Drake. That was the last match in Impact Wrestling. He's coming back and hopefully gets a a, a, a more of a chance and not not put in a, in a team with someone who the audience didn't particularly care about. The American yeah. audience. Yeah, you know, and I'm, you're referring to Grado. I actually enjoy Grado as what he was. The problem with Hendry is just it's already cheesy to begin with. When you add a Grado to it, it's like, holy shit. Um, and I talked about this with Lucha. Uh, who Shout out to everyone in there, by the way. Uh, T. Hughes just entered. Lucha's in there. Hi, guys. Um, Mention it. It's, it's, there is, I, I think he looks great, bulked up. Uh, you know, obviously he could talk and, and, and be a, a character for Impact. But I want to see that. I, the prestige uh, of that that group and, and that version of Joe Hendry uh, to get me over. I know that he could probably win the DMC and go viral for some singing or some bullshit. I know that's probably the goal, 
but uh, I'm happy to have him back. I, I'm I'm, I'm going to be patient, but uh, baby daddy shit uh, not working for me. Um, the other thing, so the only other negative I really have, uh, Iceman Intel was a loop from last week. They forgot to play new Iceman Intel, so uh, it's not like, never mind. <laughs> um, and then uh, I thought Aussie Open versus Motor City Machine Guns, which the negative was obviously they slipped it in there. Oh, this is for the Bound for Glory <laughs> number one contendership yeah. match. Um, you already alluded to it. A little wonky of a buildup for Bound for Glory. I thought it would pick up steam. It's getting there. We got a lot of matches to talk about that were announced. But um, for whatever it was, Aussie Open versus Motor City Machine Guns, still a damn good match. Um, and, it, and it obviously one of my huge positives from the from that episode. So yeah. let's see. Uh, let's see the results of that. Let's, let's see. In honor of of uh, Nixon, I'll do the. Um, the power rankings. Yeah, there's yours, Craig. Uh, we're going to check out the power rankings. Uh, now, for you guys who want to make a difference, you write us at BurtMacklin11, or you can write us uh, at TNAIW channel. Contact us. You don't have to talk to us. You just go in the group, mute us, whatever. Put in your top 10 after every Thursday, before every Sunday at noon um, Eastern. And uh, it's 1 through 10. Really simple. Uh, try to keep the champions on there. We'll talk about that. Bert and Dutia have a whole show about it. We'll p- plug that in a second. Um, but, uh, the results here will go over. I thought they were pretty good, but they are a combination. And that's my little warning. It's a combination of victory road and impact on access TV for those who aren't familiar. So, uh, let's get, uh, let's get to those power rankings. Number 10, the HBAC Mia Yim. Number nine, DMC Brian Myers. Number eight, Bound for Glory, Frankie Kazarian. Number seven, World Champion, Josh Alexander. Number six, Mickey James. Number five, Bound for Glory, Mortar City, Machine Guns. Number four, Tag Team Champions, Honor No More. Number three, Exhibition Champion, Mike Bailey. Number two, World Champion, Jordan Grace. Number one, Steve Macklin. All right, Craig, I see you nodding along at some, looking wide-eyed at others. Uh, I think the glaring one is Josh at seven. Uh, You know, he's the world champion. I look at it from a perspective of who is the man uh, in the sense of who is the top dog of Impact Wrestling. I thought Jordan had a a big, uh, you know... Um, showing this week the champion we wanted this whole time we'll get into that um and she's she's really planted her feet in this uh, the juggernaut i love that st- i love that shit um but uh macklin really did deserve it i just think josh should be a little higher and i will say before i pass it to you that i feel like all 10 of these people definitely deserve to be on the, the power rankings just you know i digress yeah, yeah. yeah everyone featured are on that list for a reason because they had a great week I I, I think Miriam maybe should have been a little higher up but it's fair. Macklin at number one fair. Josh at number seven I, I, I do understand it I've said it before on TBN I feel like Josh is missing he's there but he's not really there. Uh, the Bucking Man, Alec Burnett, 
said the uh, the chase is better than the rain, oh, yeah. which it, yeah it, it was is, but Jordan Grace, Jordan's smashing it. It's arguably the best world champion on Impact right now. I mean that's fair. Uh, it, it, you know between the two, I think you guys had the debate not too long ago. Um, what could main event this Bound for Glory? Should it be Jordan versus Masha? Which I still think Jordan should take. Should it be Josh versus Eddie? Which, and it's not a slight on that. You know, Josh's reign is still great, but when you're a face, there's only so many places you can go as champion. You, you've yeah. got it. You finally got it. You have that victory lap. You beat some guys that you could shake their hand after. And we'll talk about that. There's some comments on that, and I, and I think there's some some options with that. But if you once again, if you want to make a difference, uh, write us at TNAW channel or at Burt Macklin 11, and then check out their show every Tuesday uh, at 7 p.m. Uh, EST, 4 p.m. PST. Dates and times, dates and times. All you guys, all over the place. All right, uh, but let's get into let's get into Victory Road. There's a lot to go over here. Um, I thought it was a great show. We'll get to that in just a second. Uh, is that gin or vodka? <laughs> just straight H2O, my friend, H2O. Um, you know, I wrote this down, and I generally kind of take notes as I just kind of, oh, this is what happened instead of notes, notes, um, just so I have a skeleton to type here later. Why I don't look it up later, I don't know. Um, <laughs> it's an OCD thing. But I, my, one of my first things here is this just felt, and we'll start with the pre-show, but it felt like a TNA show. And I, and I don't know if that's for better or worse, and I think it was a great show. There was just so many things that you're just like, oh, man. This is such a, like, you had the debut of somebody or, or you know, whatever with the, we're going to capitalize on the controversy bullshit. Uh, we had uh, the little, we ran out of time in the pre-show bullshit. We, <laughs> we had some um, other things here and there, but it wasn't anything that, made me like, oh, this is, I still would have gave this show a B plus. And we'll get to that. Um, but TNA is, is the first thing I have here. And it starts off with this, okay? And I know we'll get to someone who mentions it in comments. Um, but the pre-show Bullet Club, first of all, Juice Robinson being back, man. So cool. This, these three guys fit very well together. I like the Good Brothers with them, but I just think this this trio is, is pretty dope. Um, and look forward to what's going on forward. Um, but they defeat the gut check winners. And, you know, Jason Hodge, I got him written down, Shogun, and uh, Jack Price. So I don't want to give them their, their due. What I really like about this and what it felt very TNA-ish is we've always had guys that were, like, on the cusp of making the roster. Maybe they were. Maybe they were per date. We don't know. But they were always in the pre-show. And they would, you know, and then eventually... Just like, uh, I think NXT did a very good job of this a, a bit back as well, where it's like, oh, this is a continual, I won't say job, or I hate that term, but this is a continual enhancement talent, um, and they're working their way up, and then they get a gimmick, or they catch on, they get a victory out of the blue, kind of one, two, three kiddish, and, and that, you know, trajectory is, is whatever. Um, so I really like this, man. It, it, you know, we'll get to more on the gut check winners, but I thought this was a good start to the show. A little wonky with the who's the legal man stuff. Um, but uh, your thoughts on starting it with the Bullet Club? Yeah. Uh, Juice being back is great. I'm so happy Juice is back in, in Bullet Club. Makes it... Because when you look at Ace and Bay, even though they are Bullet Club, you still feel like it, for now anyway, they need a 
fully fledged member from Japan with them just for a little bit longer. You've got, you, had, you can use Hikaleo, and, but I think Juice, Juice being back with, with Ace and Bay is, yeah, it's, it's great. So I'm all for that. Pre-show in general, I didn't have any clue who was on the pre-show this episode. I said I was off social media for that entire weekend. I didn't know who was in the pre-show. But the pre-show, again, it did, did the job. It got you prepared and hyped for what's coming up on the main show, if you can call that, because you know, it, like the pre-show can be kind of... There's almost a stigma to the term pre-show, but there isn't with Impact as such. They always have a banger on there. And the gut check guys, they look good. That's all that matters. As long as they are shown to be... show the reason why Impact signed them in the first place, which they did. Yeah, you know, I, with the gut check winners, uh, we'll, we'll talk extensively. I know there's a comment about it, but um, I thought it was a good way to start the show. Um, mm-hmm. I see Critical Sting, what's up, buddy? Uh, mentioning Hikaleo seeming out of Bullet Club because he just turned on Jay White and sided with his brother, uh, Tamatanga. So, um, w- but also, I-, I think Juice Robinson is a next level guy. So, him being that, you know, that main guy to the two uh, of Bay and Ace, I, I like a lot. Um, Hikaleo means Ace and Bay are the guys, and Hikaleo yeah. is kind of the new guy. So I, I like it that way. But um, I also want to mention, I wrote down this as well, how cool is the Victory Row branding? Like the, the yellow and black everywhere, very TNA as well, Very everything felt branded. Uh, you know, the crowd was obviously small, but it felt like the impact zone. It had the, you know, the, the lights around it. Yeah, I still, there's obviously definitely room for improvement, and I'm excited to see what they do um, with this alleged new branding um but uh dug this and and the look of the show um next up was gia talking to heath josh and rich just preparing oh we're on the same page bullshit uh and we're gonna skip right over that to get to this match uh the first thing i wrote down with this and it it did come into play unfortunately was i hate when there's another pre-show match and i hate that terminology as well and there's the time clock like it felt like fox sports and not even like fox sports net because it wasn't giving me a time clock to say, hey, this match needs to finish by then. I mean, I guess yeah. it was. But I don't know. I've always hated time clocks because it, it takes away the importance of the match uh, to me, I think. Um, but uh, we're on a fucking pre-show. so. Uh, but Tasha Steeles allegedly defeats Killer Kelly uh, via disqualification. Um, you know, weird way to go. Cool to see yeah. Lance Storm and, and Tommy out there. Uh, female ref kind of... Got lost in the shuffle for a bit. Um, but interesting way. So Killer Kelly chokes out a, a, an official. Um, your thoughts on that? Uh, this, when they, uh, when they, when Killer Kelly first said see it at Victory Road, I thought, are they rushing this one a bit? I thought this could have gone to Bound for Glory. Mm. Well, it might uh, now. Yeah, I guess now they can. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought it was a no contest yeah. because I, did, I didn't hear a bell. I went to the the results just to just to clarify. So right, uh, I guess 
she was quite, which makes sense. Um, but um, yeah, it feel, Parkside in there saying the match felt a little rushed. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, and, and maybe it, I don't know if it changed the outcome. I don't know if it did. But this way, their feud can continue. Now we obviously have a lot of knockouts on the card, which doesn't matter. Um, but uh, I want I want to hate it. Um, yeah. And uh, of course, shout out to Tasha not only for the, the intro a bit ago, um, but wearing the Ursula gear, <laughs> wearing the inflatable yeah. Ursula gear. Uh, so that was what they call the pre-show. Uh, and, uh, oh, there's Isle talking about if it wasn't for the DQ, I would have predicted every match right. Yeah, we'll pop that up in a second. Let's pop that up in a second. Let's hit a little bit of this first, because uh, next up is the X Division Championship match. We had Mike Bailey uh, defeating Delirious here. Um, is this your first kind of round with Delirious? Have you seen any of his past work? Uh, and what did you think of... The both uh, no shoes going at it uh, <laughs> at Victor Road. Uh, yeah, this was my first ever Delirious match. I've obviously, like, uh, I'm aware of him. I know the name. I know the mask. Didn't know anything about him besides that. Uh, yeah, another banger from Mike, Mike Bailey. Man, I, I give you credit. I want to. I, I always give when I when I hear anything about Mike Bailey or someone whatever. I try to make sure I'm like, man. There was a time where I had no clue who the hell this guy was, and, which is general. The generally the case. I'm not a bit. I, I'm you know got limited time. Uh, I'm in my own zone. But uh, you always talked about him. You said this guy's gonna be this. This guy's gonna be. That. I'm like, oh, okay, Craig, cool. Um, and lo and behold, man, this guy is killing it. Nine defenses now. Nine yeah. defenses. Uh, it's <sighs> Matt Bailey. I... Maybe there's a, a case of he's not much of a character, but when you're that good at what you do, and delirious, like, uh, I'm guessing a veteran. Yeah, I yes. I thought it was a, a good match. I never for a second thought Bailey was going to lose it. Yeah, but I think. It's when you look at this again. I mentioned with Josh's World Title Reign, but when you look at this Expedition Title Reign, when it's when it's ended, and you look at the names he defeated, always maybe being one of the best Expedition Champions in history, it's a pretty good list. Yeah, man. Lucha had uh, brought some stats uh, last week about who the company in which he's in, and that's you know you know Rich, I think, and Josh who had some really great runs as well. Um, because maybe the names are huge that are on the list of X Division champions, but the reigns aren't really what that belt was about. Um, yeah. You know, it was the number of reigns, who had it, da, 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 you know, whatever. Um, so for him to be in the, the nine company and close to that 13 and now having Kazarian, you know, spoiler alert, uh, at Bound for Glory, um, this run is is like no other, man. Shout out to Speedball. Hopefully we'll be kicking that sign in half. Uh, at Bound for Glory, but uh, yeah, man, it, it, he's on he's on another uh, on another world, uh, and uh, his matches are all must see. Now, a shout out to to Tom and, and Ray Walt, who likes to say nonsense a lot. By the way, I point that out like a mark every time he says it. Uh, but uh, the the history and the importance in which they tell the story man especially for this making that belt feel important i I think you know a lot of people we overlook um the little big things that this uh management team has done since they took over and a lot of them are making reigns matter 
Deanna's reigns will go down in history as reigns. Mike Bailey's win on top of that X is a moment, and his reign will live, you know, live on. Josh's run and reign, they've built people the right way, and, and it's and it's shit like this uh, that just, man, uh, you know, puts it on another level. And the one uh, one thing about Bailey that I wanted to mention that there was like a video game spot where like he was just like like just kicking and they were moving. Oh, genius stuff, man! Just like yeah. takes you out of where you're at and what you're expecting and turns it on the head. And there's always a moment with a Mike Bailey match like that. So, Yeah. I'm excited for Kazarian. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that should be a good one. Uh, and a lot of history and tied to that too. And I'll, I'll talk about that because I have a, a note about that. Um, about Kazarian. Uh, Honor No More was next up, shooting the shit. All I got here is what a shitty leader Eddie is. I mean, if you continuously just, good Lord, like I know we all have our moments, but. Every week, you just <laughs> crap on PCO in there before yeah. uh, Vincent, in a way. It's like, what else can this guy do? Um, but there it was. So hyping up the potential of a clean sweep for um, Honor No More in the show. We'll get to it and um, start right away with Motor City Machine Guns defeating PCO and Vincent. This one, an easy, predict- easily predictable match. Uh, made sense. It makes PCO and Vincent in that storyline. The fracture there continue with Honor No More. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Motor City Machine Guns, obviously the number one contender, building uh, to their match at Bound for Glory uh, with the Kingdom. So maybe it's a nice time. Yeah. I don't know if you want to, if you got anything on your thoughts on that or just uh, the whatever. But it's a good time to bring down the prediction board. I mean, Machine Guns, PCI Vincent, uh, a match I didn't know was happening. Hence why myself and Nixon did not predict it. But it usually when on Impact Plus specials, there's a, a match that doesn't really make much sense of why it's on there. Th- but this one didn't have it. This one makes sense because PCO and Vincent are no more. They want to, like, I guess, loose, like, like, I don't know, uh, beat them up a bit. Mm. Obviously, it didn't work, but. I've never been more convinced of a of a turn of a face turn coming for PCO at Bound for Glory against Eddie. Yeah, it's. Oh, you think uh, it's at Bound for Glory happens? Yeah, I think PCO costs Eddie the world title. I I hope that's not if that's the main event. I hope that's not how it ends. Or, or, you know, that that's a part of it. I don't want an overbooked match. I would love to just see a world championship match. Um, but, yeah, it's inevitable. Uh, this this has to happen sooner rather than later. Uh, critical Sting with the with the stats here. Uh, if Bailey breaks Aries' record, the DMC will be the only title to not have a Canadian as the longest reign record holder. Uh, you anthem. You Canucks. Uh, hey, deserve it, man. Deserve it. All the people in the in the place. Uh, Parks out here saying, Jeff, do you think uh, Speedball breaks the X Division reigns that he'll use option C and challenge for the world title sometime after Bound for Glory? <sighs> Man, I'm holding on to hope that, that him and Josh both turn heel and they form a new Team Canada, man. I would love if this new VBD thing is a swerve and they're, they're, they're part of it as well. I'm holding on my hope. But no, I, I mean, I could see it and... I get it. That's the natural evolution of it. I just want Josh to have go out with a bang, man. Um, yeah. You know, and 
turning heel might be that way. Give him a nice heel run with it back to Angry Josh, um, no matter if it's because of Heath or what or whoever makes him snap. Um, yeah. It'd be nice. Uh, we'll keep going here, and then we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the board. Because next up, even though I thought that match was good, and I thought the crowd was into some things here, but this was the one where I feel like not only the show got in a little bit more, like, you know, sit back and strap in, um, but the crowd as well. Mickey James defeating Giselle Shaw, part of the, the last rodeo here. Um, man, I thought this was a candidate for, for at least, not maybe not match of the night, but, I mean, top. Yeah. Yeah, um, it did, I said, win or, win or loss here, it just won as for Giselle, which yeah. I'm, I'm more about. I've uh, been a big fan of Giselle for quite some time from the uh, one that owners. And, I mean, I said it on uh, TBN. Maybe I did, maybe I said it off air, but I don't see Mickey James getting that knockout title match. I think she loses at some point. Maybe not a bad for glory, but yeah, I see Mickey losing and not getting that knockout title match. I don't know, but um, it. I I said didn't didn't expect Giselle to win for a single second. Be cool, but I it helped Giselle a lot. It. Mickey looked good when when and a banger match. Yeah, yeah, you know, look, you're you're completely right. With the Giselle losing here affects her none. Mm. Um, I actually took a lot out of it for her. First of all, this is obviously and obviously Mickey's facing you know some some local and and bigger indie people, but um, this was her first true true match. It felt like a uh, true test, and um, it, it delivered. It delivered, and it felt important. It felt like Giselle wanted this, and it felt like Mickey didn't want to lose it. So that's exactly what you want. And there was some stuff. There's the bloody lip. Uh, there was some really good stuff in there. Um, and, and what I wrote down was not only was it the best taken Mick DDT for whatever however you pronounce it in a long time, because no one ever. Uh, it's you gotta you gotta do it right, or you're all you know just rolling around or whatever. Yeah. Um, and the other thing was I wrote down was the just the. I can't. I got small ass writing, and I, the trios. Uh oh, confidence, the comfort of, of where Giselle is. Like you just feel like with the character, with who she is on TV, learning that, um, where she is in, in her her development. Like I just for everything that could have been, and we obviously knew there was some weirdness with the Lady Frost program because it looked like it was going to go where they were in a team or something and introduce her that way so she kind of had to find her way with the influence and then here and she's found the, that moment and and, and yes. this was it for it's to where she's a complete character now once that music hits you know what you're getting the matches are obviously uh, it's completely different than a lot of the other knockouts uh, so it, look out for her man I think this could be a, a big turning uh, page what that means I don't know but um, maybe Bound for Glory. Uh, what is it called? Uh, call your shot, right? Call your shot. Yeah, call I, your shot. Giselle. I, I've had I've actually managed to see Giselle in, in live in person twice. Oh, nice. And had just like a banging match, but there was something missing. But no, like I said, she's complete character now, yeah. and can definitely a couple knockout title reigns in the future. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, and we'll get into that. Just a lot of knockouts coming in. We don't know why. We'll talk about speculation. Um, but uh, so catching up us on this, and it's a little out of order, so I apologize, guys. But um, obviously, none of us except Lucha getting it right, technically, with Tasha over Killer Kelly. Uh, we had everyone going Motor City Machine Guns, everyone going Mickey, everyone going Bullet Club, um, and everyone going Bailey. So. Pretty much everyone doing well there. You can see Craig, you're still there. Tied, though, for first. <clears throat> uh, with 73. Shout out to Io as well. Bert coming in fourth, technically, with 72. 1% less and down, you see there. But uh, everyone doing well. Everyone above 50. So we'll keep uh, talking about this. This is our prediction board. We generally have a pre-pre-show where we go over it and then we do the next one. Uh, something's changing, but... Yeah, life was, was crazy this week. So didn't get to, to get to do that. But we're here. We're talking, we're enjoying this, and we have some cool stuff after Bound for Glory um, lined up. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Let's see, Millard in here talking uh, nonsense. What's he got to say, Jeff? Do you think the impact would put the world title on Eddie as a heel if OGK leaves after BFTG tapings? I think he's the one who eventually, but Josh, but it'll be as a babyface. Oh, um, yeah, I, I don't know. Um, we'll talk about the heel turn a little bit uh, in comments. I just think it's, I love Eddie. He's still young in the sense of where you were at. Today's wrestling's in his 30s, technically, 39, I believe. Um, he's still a franchise player for Impact Wrestling and has done, you know, a lot of being the guy who carries the flag uh, for quite a bit. So, you know, it's just at the same time, we had Moose. We had, or we had Christian, you know, Kenny, Christian, you know, Moose, um, or whatever it was, Josh, Moose, Josh, whatever. Uh, so we got spoiled with having new and new, like, let's let's build some new. And I and I, if Josh loses or when he loses, I, I would prefer it to be to some new or, or equivalent, you know, someone we're trying to say is on Josh's level yeah. that is a homegrown Impact Wrestling guy. Is that Macklin? Is that back to Moose? Is that Sammy again, which I wouldn't mind? I don't know. I'd um, say wouldn't mind, I would love, but, you know. Uh, this, I... I... But at start Josh's reign, I said, I can see him breaking Root's record. Now I'm not so sure. Mm. I think this is going to battle for glory against Eddie is the most I've believed Josh may lose. But I'm not, I'm like mm. 60% sure Josh could lose. Yeah, you know the thing, I know you mentioned the PCO stuff. And maybe there is some overbooking in this coming along because Honor No More is obviously going to want Eddie to win. Um, PCO might turn and scare them away. But there's also, especially with the contracts running up or whatever else may go on, there's a lot of ROH people popping up. Delirious, uh, you know, uh, Shane Taylor a few weeks back. Uh, I'm, I'm totally missing a bunch. Uh, but there's a lot of ROH people. Max Impaler technically, I believe, is ROH. Um, yeah, not saying that they'd be part of that group but you know there's a lot of options opening up a lot of people on the uh indies as well uh that are free agents that could be part joe hendry technically so there's a lot of people that they can keep making that group work i just don't know which way they're going with it so i i get where you're coming from as far as this is the first time you've thought he might actually lose mm. um but i i really i don't want that night to end because i've been to two bound three bound for glories Three Bound for Glories. One of them being 2011. 
where Bobby Roode wins the, what do you call it? Ended, it ended off well, obviously afterwards, but when you're there and you're hyped and you go all the way to Philly and you watch it, shout out to Johnny, by the way, and Max, who were with me in Philly for that, and we turned around and drove back right away, uh, <laughs> and you end off with a, you know, some cluster match and the heel winning and you're just, you know, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully it just ends off on a good no bomb for Corey, no matter which way it plays out. Uh, next up was the triple threat revolver, and uh, I got some notes because t- <laughs> trying to remember who eliminated who in whatever way would have been crazy. But man, what a what a match this was! Not overbooked. Um, everything made sense, especially the end, which I want to. I got a, something for that. Um, but I'll tell you how it played out, Craig. I'll get your. Uh, opinion on it we'll hit up the board and then i'll mention that so uh first trio was uh mia uh laredo kid and trey uh trey rocking the dooring shirt by the way you guys could see it on the ticker uh, go by there on the tron excuse me when it's not blocked um but go check out shopimpact.com. do your thing man get a joe dooring shirt support that dude uh he's got two of them out there um help him out but uh trey rocking that uh and the first one here is to get eliminated is Laredo Kid via Mia, man. Really putting Mia over. Really loved it. Um, this whole night for her was awesome, even though she lost. More on that later. But what a showing here. Uh, so proud of man. So cool. Um, next up entering was Alex Zane, uh, who also is the next eliminated. Uh, again, this time by Mia. Uh, Kenny King is out next. And, of course, Kenny was going to get that, <laughs> would be the one that takes out Mia, and he did, uh, her being third. Next out was Yuya Uemura. Um, he was the fourth to lose, though. Kenny as well. Kenny, what a heel in this match, man. Yeah. Oh, you know, Trey did eliminate Yuya. Excuse me. You're right. Catch to Tia. Thank you. Um, And then, uh, but still, Kenny King, man. Uh, definitely. Uh, just what a great shit in this. And, and, of course, it ended. This is not, of course, but it did end with... Kenny Kazarian and Taurus. And now this was a perfect ending for me. And I'll kick it to you is because I think it kills bir- two birds, one stone. We get our bound for glory winner. We got the guy, you know, the person that's going to um, take on Mike Bailey. One, I want it bound for glory. Kazarian eliminated trade. Thank you. Yeah. But the thing with the three in the end here was there's no dilemma that they have to clear up on the next taping or the night after, because now Torus, who was on a roll, even this past impact on Axis TV won again after not, you know, having been on a roll. He lost his chance right here. Uh, Kenny King, who has a, hey, I was three-time champion, took that away from me. He had his gripe. Can't say anything because he lost right here. So this made Kazarian the clear number one contender for the X Division title. Loved it for that. Your thoughts on the whole match and just how it was booked, man. What a beautiful match. Yeah second re- revolver match and and the second banging revolver match uh, obviously I wanted Mia to win I thought it'd be I just didn't know where they are going to go with Mia at Battle for Glory but face Mickey James I'm fine with cool yeah, uh, yeah my I guess my thing is obviously there was that uh report a few months ago from Tony Khan saying he doesn't want AW guys losing to Impact guys and Kazarian hasn't lost since he came back he can as a, as a, uh, a 
a no contest because of um, Arno Moore. He lost to Saban clean. Oh, yeah. Okay, so it's that. But I don't know. I mean, obviously, Kazarian Moore, if, if, it's, if it's Kazarian's choice, then I'm I, I, he, he'll probably will put people over. But again, there's that small doubt in my mind because people could defend the title t- in, t- in both weeks. And what would be uh, 10 and 11? Could, could he fall short of 13? I don't know. But... Unless there's some tomfoolery here, man. There's no way in hell Speedball loses to Kazarian. Yeah. No way in hell. That report of the Tony Khan thing, man. I... Look... He is who he is, but right now, uh, after we loaned him Motor City Machine Guns, I'm sure this was the, the switch and bait. Hey, we wanted Kazarian. We'll give you Motor City first. They got to be here first. We're not going to tell you anything. His normal shtick. But as far as losing, I, I I think that maybe in the beginning that was a thing, and obviously it was. Um, but I, I just don't see that being what plays out here, especially with Kaz. I, I think what it feels like with the people like Kazarian um, and, and the people with Daniels, even though that ended up abruptly, I think it's guys who just aren't getting play elsewhere, still getting paid, and are saying, well, I get to go actually wrestle and be in an important feud, and then, okay, I don't care if I take an L. You know what I mean? Like, I've done it all, but at least yeah. I get to go out there and, and be on a, a marquee match and, you know, whatever. So I don't think that's going to be an issue, uh, and I think there's no way in hell that, that Kazarian wins. Now, if he does, that would be – my thing is that you've had such a great run with Bailey. Do you even though Kazarian's a, a very viable option and a former champion himself? Yeah, it, it just would be such out of the place. And same with Motor City, like we said. Like, yeah, it makes sense, and it could happen, and I'm okay with that uh, for one reason or another. But it just felt like okay, two weeks. Oh, oh yeah, your number one contendership, you're, whatever. So I, I just don't think they 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 ruin his reign uh, that way. Now, on the flip side, what I did right was I picked Kazarian from the get. Would have been okay if Kenny King won. Um, so we have that honor no more, you know, whole thing at Bound yeah. for Glory. But the the video package that will come out of Frankie Kazarian uh, leading up to this, that might turn my opinion in two weeks quickly uh, to who I want to win. I, I still think I want Bailey to win for the future. You know, for, literally for the future, he needs to win. Yeah. Uh, ironic as that is. Um, but I think the video package that comes out of this, I know they'll kill it, man, because the nostalgia aspect of Kazarian getting a shot at Bound for Glory. And shout out once again to Tom and the man who literally, oh, this is Kazarian's fifth or fourth Bound for Glory. This is the motor throughout the whole night mentioning things like that, which makes Bound for Glory more important. But anyways. Hannafin has learned his history and I'm loving it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. And here we all went, uh, we were mixed bag here. Uh, Io, myself, and Nixon going with K- K- Kazarian. Uh, Kenny King for Bert, Lucha, and Max. Uh, Mia for you, and Yuya for Datia. I mean, th- picking this was like shooting, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I said it on TBN. With this match, whoever wins, we're guaranteed a banger match battle for glory. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and the showing from all of them, no one felt less important. Um, you know, I thought once again they made Mia look like—I mean, the star that she is—but dope stuff. Um, the other aspect, and what will actually kind of carry over with Mia, is um, 
Gail here is making a match, or well, is talking to Taya, Jessica, and Rosemary. I thought Taya and Jessica were going to get the tag title match because Rosemary was going to be Mickey James's opponent, but Mia getting that thing. So, um, yeah, so at the end of the day, it's Taya and Jessica, which makes they aesthetically makes sense, personality makes sense. My yeah. goal was still Sue and ha uh, Havoc, but uh, but they're going to face Vexed at Bound for Glory, um, a put together match, man. For one reason or another, this really deflated me uh, as far as the treatment of those titles because I thought we were in, you know in a good place, um, but uh, we're not pulling. Maybe this is where we pull the switch or something on, on a new team coming and making a statement. I don't know. I mean, uh, you mentioned in the. Uh heel turn with uh, Josh and Bailey and joining VBD. Maybe Tyre turns, we do get that team Canada. Oh, I like that option. I thought Taylor Wilde might be the one, but maybe her and Taylor could be a tag team option. Who yeah. knows? Chelsea's a... Yeah, I don't know, man. I think there's a lot to play with. And, and I do like Jessica's growth, um, but that tag division, I thought we were on a a good uh whatever and maybe something happens here that that really does make the 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 division expand i'm just still nervous about where chelsea and and diana end up after this year yeah i i i think it must be discussed about pulling the plug on the tag division not they won't for obvious reasons no, no. but i uh, it's it's something needs to happen drastically to get pulling the plug or oh, something needs that, to happen yeah, drastically? Needs to ha yeah yeah i i, I, I agree change. with you i agree with you but the whole pull the plug thing is a little that's much and there's no reason to do it they have a huge knockouts roster they have the the possibility of making it there it's an 88 minute show so you can't work in everything i i just i don't get just like the dmc for all everyone who's like oh man the x division you go back and yeah it felt important but that's that's a a flash in the pan, man. The X division is lightning in a bottle. You go to any division, any title, uh, I see included Europe. There's, there's, or European, United States. There's always lulls and stuff. And yes, the beginning isn't. If you're just around enough to see it happen, isn't always prestigious and the best or whatever. You just gotta build it and have time. And and so scrapping the work they've put into it, because there are some good teams that have won this. Um, you gotta look, man. There's never been a strong ever no matter where you look uh, a a woman's tag team division anywhere if you ask someone name five famous ta women's tag teams hmm. uh, not, uh, in, in terms of divisions you know there's women only companies like person eve fair like stardom but yeah i i get i mean it's yeah <sighs> It's just this tag division. It's just when it feels like it's starting to get its feet off the ground, That's something the... happens, and then it it's gone back to the bottom, out of focus. Yeah, and then it, they try and do something again. But hopefully, I mean, Vexed are promising, and I hope. Oh yeah, it's it sticks with Vex for for a while longer. Well, that's the thing is is. If it stays on Vexed and then they present them with new tag teams or new combinations of them and make them just as prominent and, and viable as Vexed is, then I'm okay. And, and I love the division. I just want it. They have the talent. They just, once again, with the X Division. Two weeks ago, we were saying the same stuff. There's no focus on the X Division. There's no direction. 
in a matter of a week, we got a triple dart revolver. We have some things going on. We see all the people that want a chance at it. We ha- they've they just got to put some in. Once again, we have to look at the backstage part of this as well. Um, Chelsea's on a per deal, right? And Deanna mm-hmm. is running up soon. So we'll talk about that. Um, Bobby Fish is up next, and he's controversial, and he's coming. I I think we talked about him to Impact Zone, uh, but I'm not sure if I mentioned it about him as a potential to come in. It makes too much sense with Albany being his hometown, mm-hmm. um, with him, you know, us trying to capitalize on the, oh, he's got the mic kind of bullshit. I'm going to be honest. I didn't like this. Um, and it was because, well, one, I love Raj, and, and I'm growing on, Shira's sure growing on me. So the... The way of going about it when the perception is AEW is already pretentious or, or elite compared to us is not saying, who are you? I, I just, yeah. I don't like that. I thought it did so little for impact. Um, and I, I've i watched Bobby's careers, well, not from the get, but well, maybe, I don't know. I'll have to go back and, and see um, when I caught on. Um, but he's been part of my whatever uh, for you know, for uh, for a long time. So excited for him there, but to shit on our talent, to have a weird thing, then he had to tell him to shove him, shove me, shove me, which is a little thing, whatever. Mm. Anyone getting a big prospect? Oh my god, we got Bobby Fish. The dude's forty six years old. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> so a cool moment, it's unexpected. I know a lot of people need a debut to to to. To get off on a pound of show, um, but the controversial shit, I could give no, I give no shits. When Bobby Fish's music hit, I, I was really happy. Okay. I, I, you know, big undisputed era guy. Okay. For from from day one from the for the UE. But that and yeah, that moment where he said to Raj. Who are you? But then, before, like two minutes before, saying that he's been keeping a close eye on the roster, like it, it, it didn't need to go that that route with it. Yeah. I if you know if Bobby Fish is gonna stick around and you know, help put some of the younger guys over, fine. Yeah, it can happen. I'm, I'm cool with that. But yeah, the controversy crap. I mean. You know, he laid into, laid into CM Punk on Twitter. That's about as controversial as it gets. Yeah. I, I, um, people have been shitting on CM Punk for years. Yeah. 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 I, I just, uh, I, I get it. I get it. Uh, and it, and it got, it did pop. You know, I, I, once again, a fan. It's not like I don't dislike this guy, but at this point in his career, what is it really doing for us? He's not going to put people over. Um, at, at least in. Uh, at least last night's capacity, right? And but but um, I, I think it's been made pretty clear that Bobby Fish wants to go back to WWE. Oh yeah, I'm sure. That, that, you know, yeah. there's I'm sure there's quite a few of these people. So running uh, really bad on time. So <laughs> keep chugging along here. Um, got a lot of topics to get to. But uh, next up was Honor No More defeating Heath, Josh, and Rich. As expected, we all predicted it. Um, doesn't don't know what this says for Eddie winning or not. Momentum wise, um, usually it's never you know, the heel winning or the whatever person that's going to win winning twice, but Hey, their own rhythm, their own beat. So we'll see. I'm still, uh, don't know which way it's going to go. Um, 
Next up was Mia and Mickey backstage. Love this little segment. Really simple and easy way to build it. What, you you don't want to beat me? I just thought it was really nicely done. Gives yeah. Mia, um, who I hope is sticking around past her six months, um, you know, uh, Ella for the road if she's leaving. But at the same time, once again, just like with Giselle, it doesn't hurt her. It's a big storyline. Mickey and her, um, you know, will be a great match. We keep going, and it's um, Jordan Grace defeating Max the Impaler. I this is my first opportunity watching uh, Max's work. Loved it, uh, you know. Very the Kong comparisons are there, um, from the one little dread of different color uh, to the get up to the just I'm gonna come out here and just manhandle you. And, and Jordan, who is our juggernaut, to see the just the size discrepancy and the power. What a damn hard fought match this was yeah awesome hope max sticks around uh, especially with james mitchell anytime we get james on the show um is great and then uh of course jordan saying that uh pick your poison works both ways monsters ball this uh impact coming up masha versus alley catch who i'm not too familiar with i know uh you know the buzz and all that stuff but uh pretty cool match pretty cool segment uh and glad the crowd uh knew who alley catch was yeah, I, I'm a big fan of Maxi and Pena. I've seen them in person, and they are, yeah, I, they were good when when they were in OVW. Mm. But now James Mitchell is with them. That next level, and Ali Catch, I couldn't give two shits. <laughs> oh man, Jesus! It, it's called the you know, the we'll get the like I said the buzz. But yeah, I really don't care that much. I catch, you know, when you when you slice someone with a knife, that's not wrestling. Oh, see, I don't, I don't know anything. Maybe it's good to to be oblivious to this, and I could just grade her based on what I see on Impact this week. Yeah. <laughs> but I, at least the crowd knew who she was. Plays into Monster Ball. It seems if she's stabbing people, so uh, there's that. Uh, but, uh, I thought this was a great showing for Jordan and this was, you know, one of the first defenses or first moments where it was like, Jordan's the world champ. Like she is, uh, the world champ. Um, next up was a great announcement. I look, man, the, the world aligns sometimes got the same birthday. Raven's my dude. Uh, I already got a sign worked out. I'll, I'll, you'll see me. I'm not going to say what it is, but, um, Raven's going to be in the Hall of Fame in Albany, which is, ah, this is amazing. Um, Love Raven, love Raven, love this, man. And him originally coming over after his WWE release, man, um, and coming and showing up on Wednesday night was was a moment that I'll always remember. I'll always remember. So thoughts on Raven um, before we get to the main event here. Yeah, wasn't expecting Raven, but uh, now when it's put in front of you, it's Obviously, he should have been in the Hall of Fame a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Raven coming over to TNA, a big, big deal. Uh, yeah, it's well-deserved, but well-earned. Yeah, well-deserved. I, I agree, man. And um, I, I said this about the Good Brothers, you know, because there's... Now, granted, Raven's situation was actually kind of the same as the Good Brothers in a way. Uh, you get released, you, you come over, and you, you make an impact, and you decide to use... Even though he was a little bit older in his career, 
not that much. He was still able to to make a difference. To to say he is one of those moments um, that will last forever um, within this company. And and that's even just that twenty years in. Um, that's a, that says a lot. So um, really cool, man. And now and it's even better that he gets a, a moment here. So uh, awesome, excited for that. And then, of course, uh, Gia's with Moose, putting Moose over. So uh, Moose still is a star, which he is. And then we have the Barbed Wire Massacre, which we'll talk about a little bit in comments as well. But Macklin taking the win here. All of us. Oh, no. You went with Sammy. You thought Sammy was going to win. There was for a moment I wanted to go with Moose. Uh, but a good match here, man. Exactly what you thought it would be. Unless you were expecting the ropes, which we'll talk about. Um, but look, I-, I thought this was a way to end the show. It made... You know, as is, I'll let you say because I know you you uh, had talked about off air a little bit. But Matt, how damn good did? First of all, it felt like a I don't know e, a video game, like a ECW Revolution, like that, that old school like video game with Sammy as Cactus. You had the moose and the like. I don't know, just everyone looked yeah. like a character. It was I don't know. I know that's a small compliment, I guess, but it's it's big in my head. <laughs> Your thoughts on the match, and, and of course, how good Macklin looked here, man. Well, as far as the match goes, I thought Sammy would turn it around, but he's now 0-3 in Barber Massacres. Uh, Macklin looked great. Yeah. Next, one of the next world champions. Yeah, that's fair. I I would love a mid-card belt first, but we don't really have one. Uh, Maybe DMC gets there in time. It has to be one of the next in line. He looked great. The Punisher stuff, amazing. Yeah, he he does. He does. Um, and I thought this was a nice step for him. Uh, I think he hopefully sticking around as well. I think he can be a, a foundation piece here. If it's soon, it's soon. Um, but he, yeah, he looks and walks and talks the part, man. And, and I thought this was a great showing. But uh, we'll talk more about that. Uh, you guys can see here uh, as far as how we did on the prediction. But how did you guys do? Uh, was it, you know, once again, we always say there's a certain level impact never gets below. We'll grade it in just a second. But, um, you know, even the predictable ones are still damn good and fun. Uh, but uh, you guys can see us there. Let us know how you guys did. I loved this match, even though, and we'll talk about it, there was no... Uh, wire like the old school one the the ropes is the barbed wire but uh for victory road this was 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 damn good man uh my i I go b plus on this show man i thought it was a good show i I don't know if i'd go a and whatever um but i do know who was happy with the show it's whoever makes doors in nashville because every time they go there they must buy out the local lows or whoever the doors 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 easier to break, I wonder. I don't know. It looked like they hurt. All right, let's get this prediction board up. Uh, I was going to call you Max. Jesus, man. Like old times. Uh, Craig, what, what uh, what's your grade for it? Uh, see, for me, I'm almost of the, of the opinion that in, in the past five, ten years, there hasn't been a 10 out of 10 in A plus show. In, in wrestling and I I felt that emergence was closer to impacts 
best, then Victory Road was. Victory Road was decent. Like, I, like, like we all say, Impact doesn't go to lower level. I'd have to go B minus. It was oh, okay. still a very good show, but there are a few moments in there that lowered it for me. Like, yeah, still no, I... very solid, but not. Yeah, it's fair. I, I went B plus. I, I, there are other moments. I'm, I'm obviously still recognize them. I thought there's, but they did a lot of just forwardness and a lot of yes. Even though I didn't agree with a lot of the Bobby Fish stuff, it got a moment. You know, the all these little things it, it added depth to it. So I give it a B plus for that. But um, it looks like you guys gave fifty four percent A, uh, B with thirty five percent. So okay, so a little bit. In between there for you diehards, seven uh, percent for C and the little D's going four percent. I know you trolls, because um, that was no way a D performance. Now C maybe okay sure, but um, I thought it was overall good. Gives us something so quick to Bound for Glory. Once again, I think those dates really hindered a, a lot of the the build for Bound for Glory more than anything else. Um, but uh, good to have a banger here because we're obviously going to have one at Bound for Glory. This card just keeps getting better and better. So. Um, mm. Let's go on. Let's get to the hot, hot topics. Let's get to those. Um, we're running on time. We'll still hit our normal. Try to stay between 125. So we got 25 minutes, Craig, to talk about this stuff. Some stuff are uh, not. Some are shoutouts and stuff. But let's see what you guys got for us. Number one. Now we start with Best Side 92. Welcome back. Victory Road thought was a really good show. I do think they should have done the match with Macklin months ago so Macklin could be the opponent for Josh at Bound for Glory. Uh, it was said, I think, critical sting. Yep, said he cut a backstage promo saying he wants whoever wins at Bound for Glory. So, so it looks like Macklin's in the shuffle. Um, he could be the opponent for Josh at Bound for Glory. I, I do think there needs to be some big tournament or big match that decides the Bound for Glory winner because these random matches on, on Impact don't do it for me. Um, so I agree in that sense. There should be a big something that puts someone over so they're the setup for Bound for Glory every year. Also, didn't look how they uh, had the show at the studio, especially with Barbed Wire Match, where they are risking injury. They needed to be in front of way more fans, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, yeah, I wish I had more money, too. Um, you know, I, I wish I <laughs> I wish I had, uh, you know, shit rainbows and butterflies, but uh, it is what it is. And uh, I, it didn't stop me or hinder me from enjoying the match. Um but uh, the studio aspect, I, I get, I do, um, but uh, I think they're risking injury no matter where they wrestle or what kind of match. Yeah. Yeah. I'm... If... Every match about for Glory so far, every title has been decided via a number contenders match. There's been no one who, like... Feuding. Yeah, there's no... So if Macklin says he's got next, that can at least build to something. And I'm, I'm fine with it, but I don't see Mac. If it is if Macklin is next, he's not going to win. Yeah. yeah. Macklin, when he, Macklin has the World Title match, he needs to win. He's, he's not winning next. Uh, and as far as the Barrio Massacre goes, it is, it's criminal that Impact isn't in front of large crowds. But... It's all about the, the lane they're in. Yeah. And they're not going to get massive crowds for a, a very, very long time. Maybe never again if oh. you know, the, the world is on its ass in terms of finances. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, you know, and the cash cow, even, you know, the bigger ones, uh, people don't have 
expendable money. Eventually, it is going to come to, you know, especially with all of this wrestling on a weekly basis. I hope we're not oversaturating the market. And and I think that's what Impact is doing good is living within their means. Um, because just like when, uh, you know, COVID originally hit and the lockdowns hit, Impact excelled. Because when it comes to just doing the thing, putting on the shows, you know, presenting people the right way, Impact kills it. Um, so the crowds will catch up. It's I, I get what your point as far as looking from a real world aspect, not a whatever. I, I think it's once again it's going to be um, keep building the markets they go to, and then it's it, I don't think it's going to be a big signing. I think the rebranding is going to help. Being called Island of Misfit Toys or the ECW of the new era is going to be would be big for them. Would be big. Yeah. Embrace it and grow that way. Yeah. Um. Next up is our buddy Chris Zaletta. Uh, we were talking about a New Japan angle for Bound for Glory. I don't know now. A lot of things uh, changing. Macklin getting a chance, it looks like. Um, but uh, Impact will be involved in Wrestle Kingdom. And the contract status of the OGK, what do you think happening there? So uh, as far as the OGK, obviously, them they all run up allegedly at Bound for Glory. I just see them being such a good fit. But, hey, Marina is a, a businesswoman, man. And uh, if WWE comes knocking, if this new ROH comes knocking... I don't know. We don't have the money to compete uh, with 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 that. That's why I'm nervous about them bringing in the Shane Taylors and all these people. It looks like they're they're padding the fall. But you know, if it's Motor City that takes them out, uh, that would be a smart time for that to happen. I prefer OGK to win uh, and continue to ride with us. I don't know if they ride. I don't know if they they want to though. Um, and then as far as Wrestle Kingdom, I think that would be big. Once again, I think the New Japan relationship is the the real bridge between Impact and AEW. Uh, if we don't play nice, uh, I don't think they want to play w- with one or other, depending on who's in the in the wrong. So um, I think there's a possibility, and the fact yes. that they're actually putting Impact logo when our wrestlers were over there this time is a good sign. Uh, but of course, we would want it. Craig, you agree? <laughs> Or just uh, I want to believe that Impact will be involved, involved at Wrestle Kingdom in some way. You know, uh, of course, Machine Guns did beat the never the never uh, strong Open Tag Team Champions in, in Aussie Open, mm. but whether those tag titles will be defended at Wrestle Kingdom and whether they can wait till January to build that, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know if. I can't see Impact have much involvement in this one. Uh, AW more than likely because of um, FTR, but yeah, I don't see Impact involved at Wrestle Kingdom. I want them to be. I think I'm flipping it. I'm thinking Forbidden Door. I think that's the one where I think we could squeeze into. Excuse me. Uh, I, I missed it. But Wrestle Kingdom, yeah, I, I agree. I don't know where unless Ace and Bay are a part of it. Um yeah, I don't... Where nah. we fit. No, nah, I don't think we do. Uh, I do see uh, them, them questioning in there in the, in the chat here. Thank you guys for lighting up the chat, by the way. Um, is he asking, has Moose ever bled in a hardcore match? I I couldn't tell you, man. I, I Moose doesn't seem like the type, like, I don't need to bleed. Like, I just see he's special talent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, next up is, uh, oh, just a couple shout-outs um, we got here for Lucha. Once again, Lucha will be back for Afterbound for Glory. Um, but uh, 
yeah, we'll be back. Oh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Uh, L.O. Triana is coming, season two. Uh, we're working on it each week, but shout out to Lucha uh, for holding down the fort last week, and then Johnny prior to that as well. This week, Craig. So, yay, fun times. All right. <laughs> we're going to keep on pushing along. It's our buddy Chris again. Awesome episode. Yeah, thank you, buddy. Uh, you agree with you both on the cringy Joe Hendry video. <laughs> Not you, Craig. Obviously, agrees with us. Uh, VBD with a new member. Uh, refreshing. It would be refreshing if they did. Lucha, agree with you on Kenny coming back for receipts. He's talking about Kenny Omega. I don't know about that. But um, VBD... Um, well, we already talked about the Joe Hendry and your thoughts on him uh, and his videos. But VBD, I always mention that uh, it's kind of nice even, unfortunately, with when Joe was at full health and with it. Uh, they needed something. They were taking a lot of L's. They could use a little change, a little a new person. I said Masha would be cool. Um, they needed something. And I thought these segments have been doing it. I'm going to use this as a – oh, no, it's – I don't know if this is the next one that's – let me see if I got it right. Yeah, here we go. Let's let it read or lead right into this VBD one, and we'll, we'll backtrack a little. Uh, the VBD stuff is just confusing. One week they're trying to get more people in their faction. The week after, it's just EY and Cody only again. They should switch up their gimmick so something else because it's just getting stale now. Best side ninety two. Uh, I don't agree with the stale part whatsoever. I think this is actually uh, pushing them into a new light, into a new direction. And I don't know the one week. It's only the two of them. They literally beat up the whole group this week yeah. right yeah um but your thoughts in general on vbd is it confusing to you is it stale or is this kind of a, a revitalization for you of them i like what they're doing with it yeah. obviously this wasn't meant to happen but real life sucks most of the time yeah i think what they're doing with it it's only the second week but it's it's working more and more each week. The I am violence thing, right? We kind of reinventing it slightly with Eric Young saying it's all about me, and if you want to come along, come along. But it, I'm the focus here. Yeah, I think it works. I'm excited to see how they do it with this all those extra people. But yeah, they. It wasn't just EY and Dina this week. It had all of them, and they beat everyone up. Yeah. I I would say, though, something that kind of has stuck with me was uh, the what's-my-name thing, right? And I know we had joked about it some in the chats about being Jake something. But with the connection with Jake and, and Dina and him still being a free agent, they need a powerhouse. I just think that there's got to be some – they're going to add some people. It's just going to be a matter of time. Um, could it be a gut check person? I'll finish off this topic for going to the next one um, or this comment. He also mentions um, gut check. It was nice that they finally had the gut check winners in a match, but they should have done more to promote them. Most fans don't even know who these dudes are. Yeah, um, I, I don't agree with that, and I'll tell you why. Um for me, I already kind of mentioned it with the, the TNA feel. I, I want to have prospects in TNA that we can not waste any of our 88 minutes of television on developing. We don't have, well, not developing, but but presenting. You know, mm. oh, look, oh, there's uh, that Shogun guy looks cool. Oh, Jack Price, he has a good move. Oh, yeah, I like this guy. Uh, what was the other guy's name? <laughs> Jason Hotch. Uh, I like his whatever. 
I'd rather have those moments and us stay, oh yeah, okay, slowly as a fan base, get used to them, use them here and there. Don't put much work into them. And then when they finally, the fans get behind them, then you put a rocket in their ass and, and, and make them whatever. I don't think every gut check winner, it's not like the old time where, you know, Brian Cage was going for one and Joey Ryan and all that bullshit. Um, this is more of a outside the storyline thing. This is just gut check on the road, whatever. So I like this. It gives them an opportunity. It's glad that they're using them. Makes sense for them to be enhancement talent to the Bullet Club. Um, where, where are your thoughts on this? I mean, for months, people on social media have been asking where Shogun's been. So clearly they are aware of Shogun, who once got check right at the beginning of COVID. Like that's what, yeah. to three years now? People, and now he's finally on a, a show where people can see him. Not, not just on BTI for the occasional match. He's there, and Jack Price and Jason Hodge. Yeah, pe- people know who they are. If you're, most Impact fans are diehards, and they they paid close attention to this stuff, and they know who they are. Who they are. I mean, yeah, I got confused between Jason Hodge and Jack Price, but it's yeah, you've got to I know mean, but... who they are. But there's no shame in not knowing who they are. And right. that's the thing is, if you just watch the product, you don't follow the sheets, you don't follow the indies, you don't follow anything else, you just watch it. I think you got to take that aspect of it too. It's not a matter of, do you know Jack Price's in every match he's had on the indies? No, I don't, I don't give a shit. If I'm watching the television show of Impact, I want them to present them in the way that we're going to be uh, accustomed to them. So letting them start like this and then saying, oh, I like this guy or, or I kind of have good feelings about this prospect, is something new and different that they don't need to waste time putting him in a gimmick or a or a segment or a vignette or you know um, treating him as as if he's you know uh, a bigger name. Uh, keep it as there. Maybe if some people know who they are, cool, awesome. Um, but keep it as low key and then have them bust out, man. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, here's one I, uh, I thought I answered on Twitter and then I forgot before the show, uh, Impact Wrestling Slam Zone, check it out. Once again, I always say, if you don't like my voice, which is, it's, it's possible, uh, if you don't like Craig's voice, I don't know how, once again, you can catch them on TBN, uh, this coming Thursday, 4 p.m. Eastern, 9 p.m. BST. Um, there are tons of Impact Wrestling, uh, podcasts out there that kill it, uh, and, and once again, build this community one friend at a time, one fan at a time, and build this company uh which is what we're trying to do here so um go check out anyone else including impact slam zone um and uh what he had asked is and what i alluded to was what's your guys thoughts on barbed wire massacre just hope it's not like what they gave us at hard to kill 2021 which it was i want the no ropes barbed wire massacre like original abyss and sabu yeah as being someone who watched that live not in person but live at the, the screen when it happened um I remember that moment, man. I, that match was was a was always in my head. I watch it all the time. I go back and, and watch it. Bloodiest Brawl Volume One. Uh, now that I have the app, I don't or in the, <laughs> the YouTube. I don't know why, but hey, man, I'm old. Uh, but yeah, I the ropes were another level. Obviously, there's logistics issues with that. You got to change the ropes yeah. and do all that stuff. Maybe not bigger as big a deal as it sounds, but um, you got that. You got the fact that. 
that Bob Royer that they used with the Sabu and Abyss is vicious. Uh, and uh, they shouldn't they shouldn't be using that in today's day and age. Um, but as far as, yeah, nothing touches Abyss versus Sabu, man. No matter how good these matches are, um, that just hits. Yeah. It just hits different. Yeah. I mean, I didn't. Obviously, I noticed it and, you know, maybe didn't have the same feel, but. They tried it back in what 2017 with OV and LAX, yeah, and that match got taken off TV. Oh, yeah. What well, did uh, Eddie versus Sammy have one? There was one after that, I think. I no, I mean, in terms of having the barbed wire instead of the ropes. Oh, 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 yes, 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 yes. Sorry, sorry, yeah, that's right. That match was taken off TV because we've been too violent. Like, yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. They have, to, I guess, they have been told to war it down a little bit. Even though they are on the network now, and they have another on YouTube and all that stuff, but YouTube are so on it when it comes to violence and yeah, it's you know, true. Like YouTube will slap a, a, a not copyright, um, slap a warning on that video, and could mess it up, mess up the algorithm for a lot of people. I think they've had to dilute it a little bit, but it still has the same effect. You still don't. It's still cringy when they go into the barbed wire. Yeah. Like they they leave the little barbs. It gets the shirts and you get the shots of that and stuff. Uh, oh, by the way, there there were some good shots at, uh, at Bound for Glory for sure. Uh, like there was some you know clothes catching on things, different things like that. Here's my plea: uh, if anyone's listening out of our one uh, eighty, you know, by the way, once again, numbers. By the way, we're we're retaining about forty percent of our subscribers that watch this show man and, and that is so cool to me man like i know we could be bigger i know we could but the guy the fact that you guys rock with us um through thick and thin man and uh tune in each week to all of our shows is is really dope to me but um i lost my train of thought i just thought that was something cool i wanted to mention uh but uh do you want to say anything else on that before i lose my ass and move on to the next one no i think i pretty much covered it it's, it's have to dilute it down a little bit yeah yeah it, it's kind of hard um but oh the shots that's what it's the the um there's they keep catching people on their phones in big moments like you got a truck you got multiple tvs to look at if you can't if someone is on their phone while your a big debut happens or a big moment happens or, or you're opening a pay-per-view stop focusing on the asshole let's talking about it and look at the people that are cheering. Yeah, it bothers yeah. me so much. Yeah, I, it's uh, all the bug bear of mine. Like, use your eyes. Yeah, yeah. It's easier to hide in these bigger shows because you got 10,000 fans. 8,000 aren't on their phone. It's easier to find one that's celebrating. Uh, unfortunately, when you have smaller numbers, uh, percentages don't help our uh, the production's favor. But uh, Next up, Null no, 99 Josh turning heel would work better if it was against a face. Turning heel on a heel... Turning heel on a heel, or turn against a face, turning heel on a heel, that doesn't always work. Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's a th- there's a way to do it. Um, but uh, I think Josh turning heel would be a nice, once again, revitalization of his his momentum. Yeah. Uh, next up is just a shout-out to Pro Wrestling Global, another voice in the wrestling community. Always, uh, not only are we a top amazing fan of them, uh, but uh, always making uh, um, links and, and different posts for us uh, without any reason but just kindness and, and uh, love to that respect pro wrestling global yes. go check them out man awesome 
Uh, here's one, which is Buddy Matthews maybe finished with AEW. We obviously know that a lot of heads are, are headed their way back to WWE. That seems to be the thing. But even if we lose on a Buddy Matthews, the point I want to get to you guys, and we've talked about in the Impact Zone, about waiting for our talent to come up, waiting for people to come in that are just available at the right time with the looking around the landscape they want Impact Wrestling. Is that Buddy Matthews after choosing uh, to go from one prison to another? Um, it's possible. Remember Buddy for Glory or whatever bullshit, Braun for Glory, Buddy Matthews uh, hints from Scott. Um, if he wants to show what he can do and guarantee that he'll get a good spot, Impact is the, is the right choice for him. Could he go to WWE? No questions asked? Sure. Um, but these are the kinds of uh, openings that I want you guys to look forward to. Because even if he goes to WWE, it eventually opens a spot in WWE to, for, to get, for someone to get released, unfortunately. So there's always going to be that trickle-down effect. I want you guys to follow the breadcrumbs on because this could be something that's one of those big, little big things that really uh, gives... I mean, if he came in and squared up with Josh right away, I mean, I don't think anyone would would uh, turn the channel to that. No. Or off to that, excuse me. Um, I, Buddy, Matthews, Murphy, yeah, it's he's one half a talent and... Yeah. If Impact can get him for a few tapings, I'd be happy with. Yeah. but I, if, I would love if he's... Look, it depends on what he wants. He's had the, the run. Did he get a big one in WWE? Kind of close. He got a touch a little, bit, a little bit of it. But it, it depends on what he needs as well and what he wants. But I just think anyone who goes to Impact, man, uh, after needing a, a revitalization, refresh, whatever it may be, always comes out better for it. Yeah. Look so. at Marcy. There you go. Um, our buddy Ricky here, uh, at Ricky Alvarez 98 Diamonds are forever. So this is a picture of it. It looks like uh, some Deanna things. This is what I'm going to allude to. We're a little short on time, so I'm going to um, well wrap after this one. But something to keep your eye on. The reason I was never scared of Deanna leaving. Uh, I think she has a home here. Macklin, obviously, a home here. Once again, you don't always have to work with your significant other. But if you could build something big like this together, that'd be pretty cool, right? Um, but this is her what seems to be her wedding party. I don't know. Um, but uh, she wrote Diamonds Are Forever on it. It caught his attention because he's a huge fan of uh, of uh, Tessa. But putting that aside in the Tessa speculation, though it's questioned uh, to me more speculation adding to it is, look at the people in there, right? We got, is that Britt Baker in the end? Um, you got Deanna. So friends don't always have to work together. You got Chelsea in there as well. And you got Madison, Madison, the new head coach, right? For the, for the women of AEW. So does this alarm me? Yes. After that little segment where it's just them getting their tag title shot, uh, or defending them again against Taya and now Jessica doesn't seem like a prominent spotlight for them. Uh, I really hope this isn't the beginning of the end of Vexed. Uh, your thoughts on it? Is this just people could be friends? Everyone's friends in the wrestling mm. community, but this one seems to be a little bit of. Yeah, I'm I'm not overly concerned. I think oh. Deanna. Um, I mean, maybe it, it is a case that Deanna wanted to prove that she could hang in WWE. She, yeah. If she, if she if they took a chance and pushed her, she could deliver. But I think it's a bit more than that. I think Deanna... Well, I would think AEW's the, the concern here. I mean, yeah, but... AEW, their roster's pretty quickly. That's right. Hey, would Deanna just... Soraya? Yeah, would Deanna just end up 
like most former Impact guys and just be on Rampage or Dark if, every now and then. Or maybe she could go to Ring of Honor and um, pick up the Ring of Honor Women's, Women's World Championship again. But I'm not that concerned about Deonna leaving. I think Impact and Deonna have a good relationship and I, I'm confident Impact can resign her and will resign her. Hey, I, I like it. We can end it off on that positivity because uh, I, a bachelorette party. Yeah, I was, um, you know, I was more concerned with AEW. Now, granted, she had that match there and all that jazz. So, uh, does is that a deterrent? I don't know, man. I think money speaks. I think the opportunity to bet on yourself speaks. And I don't know what she'll do, but uh, I want to thank her for doing the intro. <laughs> and uh, I love everything she's done in Impact. She has an action figure coming out. Um, she is still one half of the tag team champions, which I love. Vexed. Um, you know, I think she's a person that can make her own decision. Um, but if that opportunity comes at the way of her and Chelsea both going, you never know. Um, but I would love to her to stick around. Uh, love for more Bound for Glories. And I understand that at the end of the day, Madison isn't the booker of the women's there. She is the only the head coach, uh, women's division. Of, so, you know, it still falls on Tony and how much trust she has and, and what matters to her. But she does have... Uh, the, the action figure coming out. She's got a match for Bound for Glory, and she's doing our intro. So thank you to Deanna and uh, to many more. But Craig, uh, pleasure, my friend. It's been way too long. Uh, obviously, everyone could catch you on Thursday, which is going to be a great show. But uh, your final thoughts? I mean, yeah, I said, like I said earlier, it's criminal that impact isn't in front of massive, massive crowds because they are the most consistently good product in wrestling right now and i just think people need more people more people need to give it a chance and bound for glory these matches are going to be banging matches like they always are hopefully we get a bit more build for a few more matches but there's still it's still two weeks to go and not every match has been announced but i'm excited for it and yeah i'm it's cool impact is doing good yeah i think bound for glory could be a nice little little uh buzz builder for them you saw the card on the bottom there every match once again if you take away oh what's the build of it that draws my eye if i'm not an everyday impact person especially i mean you get frankie versus mike um you know, Josh versus Eddie, still a big matchup. Masha versus Jordan, which is a, a big-time feel to it. Uh, Mia versus Mickey. There's so much, man. Motor City versus OGK. It's still a damn good card so far. So look uh, forward to the victory road is over, but the road to Bound for Glory continues. Check out this Thursday. Check out Craig and Nixon. Um, this Thursday, Talking Bloody Nonsense. Uh, joined by who again? Uh, Alec Burnett, hopefully. Alec, Alec, right, from DOA, right? Yeah, the Bucker Man. There you go. Uh, and we'll catch up with him as well and, and check up on Nixon. Send him some love, guys. Uh, thank you. We love you guys. Thank you for subscribing, tuning in, all that jazz. Everyone that lights up the chats, that comments uh, weekly. We love you guys. Uh, Mike Bailey, if you're watching, kick this sign. Break, <laughs> kick this sign. Uh, or me in the head, depending either way. Uh, by the way, guys, uh, thank you for tuning in. Uh, love you. Check out GoGo Power Rankings this Tuesday. It's next on our lineup. Uh, thank you again to Craig. Uh, it's been it's been real, man. It's been fun. Yeah, it's um, been good. All right, on to next time. Get some sleep. <laughs>
Goodbye, everybody. Thank mm -hmm. you.